Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm talking to Damien Erskine, a very talented musician with an impressive career, now founder and creator of BaseEducation.com, an online base academy with over 150 members built with Memberspace. He's also the author of two books, a contributor of several music magazines, and a prolific Memberspace community member. Welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast, Damien. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for Memberspace. You guys have been wonderful. <laughs> you lead quite a vibrant and large community of members. Keeping your members involved and encouraging their participation can be very challenging. How do you keep them engaged? Well, early on, I very much realized that since I don't know everything, I want to essentially crowdsource my students and the members who join. Um, so I make it very clear from the get-go. I use an app called Bonjoro. So whenever somebody signs up to the community through Memberspace, I immediately get a notification via Zapier in Bonjoro. So I immediately send people a video thanking them for signing up, but also letting them know that I'm open to feedback and requests. And if there's something you're looking for, you're not finding, please just let me know if I can make it happen. I absolutely will. And I, I kind of immediately try and engage people in the process of using my site and helping me to make the site better because it, it makes them a little more invested in the website itself if they have, feel like they have input and they very much do. And I also, I host two Q and A's, two webinars a month where the floor is open and people can help direct the communication and conversations there, really putting all of my energy into being as available to, to people, as available as I can be to everybody. Launching the Circle community was one of the best things I ever did. You know, at this point, actually, now I have 209 members and 165 of them are active in the community. We're hyper engaged in there and I'm, I'm very active in there as well. People can post questions about lessons or just set up spaces so they can share music and albums they love. You know, it just it turns it into a much more of a hear some lessons, watch some stuff and let me know if you, you know, run up against a wall and need help. It really turns it into a, you know, serious, a lot of one on one relationships that I'm developing with people. Yeah, that's something we've mentioned in previous episodes, like the community aspect of a membership, all the popular ones that I know of, all the ones that have been the most successful on member space for the most part, have a community aspect to them, right? Because there's something about being able to connect with each other. And that kind of keeps people retained if you want to use like a technical term. But it's also just more like just being more human. It's just like, yeah, I have an actual relationship with people. It's not just buy my thing, go to my website to access it, buy another thing, go to my website. It's we're actually having a conversation. We're actually talking about things that are not necessarily my membership that I offer you. It's just, you know, common interests. And like, that's, it's also more interesting for you. What I, I would imagine, right? It's like, okay, it's not just about me selling my course. It's also about like, who are these people? And like, I'm sure there's a lot of cool things we have in common that we can talk about. Right. Yeah, exactly. And my my goal was always kind of in support of the uh, musical community. I don't charge very much for the site. And a part of that is because of that. I want it to be accessible for everybody. It's only seven bucks a month. 
But yeah, and at this point, I've got so many videos and so many things on the site, and it's it's pretty robust and laid out very well. So actually, a lot of my energy these days is spent within the community, helping people one-on-one and engaging in discussions with people about various aspects of, of their musical lives. That's become a very a very large part of my base education life at this point is the community. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to put a pin in the pricing because I'm curious. I do want to ask you about that in a sec. But to go back to what you were saying earlier about using Bonjoro uh, to send people basically personalized videos when they sign up, I've we've actually done a webinar with them before, uh, so I'm definitely familiar with them, and it's something I've actually considered myself. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, how do you actually get those videos to folks? Do you send them like an email per- through your personal email account, or do you use like a Mailchimp or something to send it? It goes through Bonjoro. I just record the video directly in the Bonjoro app or using uh, the browser access to their site. And it it funnels straight through Bonjoro to them. And if they respond, I get a message within Bonjoro and I can respond within Bonjoro as well. So it's almost like it's a little sub-community. Oh, cool. So I would imagine that email is sort of templated in a sense that it makes it clear to people this is like a video for you. This isn't just some generic marketing email. Yeah, exactly. And if, you know, depending on your tier within Bonjoro, you can, you know, essentially white label your thing, have all of your own branding there, or they have a free, uh, free scalable thing where if, you know, if you have less than 50 Bonjoros a month, you can just actually use it. It's, it's a phenomenal service. Yeah. No, it's something I definitely thought about. It, it's, and it's one of those things that maybe at, at first people are like, there's no way I could do that. It's way too much time. But if you think about it, I mean, if you have some insane membership, you have like hundreds of people signing up every day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that won't work, but most of us don't have that. Most of us have under a dozen new signups a day. So like, yeah, you, you can, you can probably get through those in like five, 10 minutes. Right. And that, in that one-to-one connection you build by just taking that effort, that personalized video, I would imagine that really sparks some interesting conversations and loyalty from people. Absolutely. Every video I send is between one and two minutes long. So it takes exactly that long to do it. But I'd say 80% of the time, the, the response that I get, if I get a response is, oh my God, I can't believe you took the time to do this. You know, like, I, you know, you're not just some semi well known musician on a pedestal presenting something, but not engaged with people at all. Like, you know, they, they can't believe the interpersonal connection, especially when I maintain that over time and, and let them know it's not just a uh, an onboarding device. You know, I'm really here for you. Let's dialogue. Let me help you in your process. That goes a huge way towards towards retention. And, and, and you know, for me, I feel like people are getting a lot of a lot of value. I, I immediately thought I, I want to provide I want to charge something that everybody can afford as much as possible. But I want to provide far more value than that. I've had a lot of my business-minded buddies yell at me for my pricing. <laughs> and I just say, you know, it's a global market. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to rake people over the coals and nickel and dime people. Yeah. I just want to support the community. And I think that kind of honesty and and uh, general energy just, I think it translates and people resonate and appreciate that. And they'll, they'll support that and it'll, it'll, it'll support itself, you know. I think that's a nice notion and I think it's, it's good to not try to yeah, squeeze as much money as possible out of folks. I definitely agree with leaving, leaving something on the table for sure. At the same time, I think it's also important to sort of consider what happens at scale, right? So like right now you said you have around 200 or so members and it seems to be going good and it sounds like you're the kind of person who really goes the extra mile to engage with folks and talk to them. 
So, you know, just to do what happens though, when that 200 turns into 500 people, right. And just do some quick math, 500, you said seven, $7 a month, that's $3,500 a month. Right. So I don't know if that's enough for you to be hiring like a part-time support person or something like that to help you. But eventually that one-to-one connection that's going to start to break down as the numbers get larger, just because you're only one person. Right. And so if you're not charging enough to at least hire someone to help you do this, at some point, it might lead to a disservice you do to members, right? Because you're spread too thin. You don't have time to engage anymore because you have so many members to handle. So have you, have you thought about that part too? I kind of feel like it's I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And I, I hope it, it's a problem I hope to have. You know, a good friend of mine, Scott Devine, has scottsbaselessons.com. He has 25,000 members. And I think, you know, when I think of I think of him, I'm like, yeah, there's no way that's that's feasible. I would probably need to hire people to help me just manage the community, let alone everything else involved with the site. But yeah, again, that's a bridge I'll cross when I get to it. If if it becomes too much, you know, I may I may pull back on some of that a little bit, but I I, I I'm gonna pull back on as little of it as I can. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Damien. We really appreciate it. Uh, would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about base education? Well, I was actually, uh, I was thinking of different resources. Like I knew that we should talk resources and I was thinking more about the site type of resources, um, but some of them relate. Um, YouTube is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If you have a question, search for it on YouTube. I've learned how to do everything from fix my dishwasher to uh, fix my roof to learn how to play Teen Town on the base. YouTube is your friend. One suggestion I want to do make to member space people and anybody interested in this kind of thing is in research, one of the mistakes I made early on, you know, I'd be researching a lot of apps to use uh, for one service or another, one functionality or another. And I made the mistake of just, well, it's, you know, it's cheaper if I do the annual plan, let me just do that. Only to realize that service there was some kind of deal-breaking obstacle with that service. Oh, I can't actually do this. And then I wound up wasting um, that much money. So I, I would encourage people to explore sites. Even if you're paying more first, do the monthly plan. Make sure the thing really works for you and then upgrade to an annual plan. With regard to bass players, I would encourage everybody to reach reach out to me if you have any questions first and foremost. But I, I tell all my students... The best thing you can do is think about the type of player you want to be, you know, think about your idols, who you want to sound like, what you want to do. And I think this probably relates to every beyond just the musical realm. And then reverse engineer that process a little bit. You can look at that player and think, okay, that type of player probably needs to know, you know, how to read music, uh, stylistic diversity, if they want to be a session musician, whatever it is, and reverse engineer your, your shed process and, and, Devote your time to uh, your weaknesses, you know, prioritize your shed time or your study time when building a site based on what's most important to you and your goals. Don't feel like you need to be able to do everything, be able to know everything. Just focus on what you actually want to achieve and what's going to help you get from point A to point B as efficiently as possible. Great. And what's your website URL again? Baseeducation.com. Great. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.